another episode of we did that shit podcast where we talk about who did some shit how we got through some shit and what we learned from shit i'm maya and i'm the b podcast family we appreciate you and we hope your week was the shit if this is your first time tuning in welcome if you like our company please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform We're on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, YouTube, and Spotify. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. Hey, Maya. Hey. What's going going on? on? Nothing much. You know, another week, and here we are. And here we are. We got a guest this week. Woo-hoo. I am so hype. <laughs> Podcast family, joining us this week is Mr. Moses L. Overton, celebrity hairstylist, educator, and business owner. You can find him on Instagram and Facebook if you live it under a rock because he got like 50 gazillion followers at Moses L. Overton. Hey, Moses. Hi, how are y'all doing today? How you doing? How you doing, doing Moses? <laughs> Thanks for asking. So how was your week, Moses? Um, I actually got to go home and see my mom this weekend. Um, I haven't seen her in a while, so it just felt good to be around my family and my friends for a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, that's nice. It's always good to see mom. Yeah, it is. Regardless of, you know, moms or moms, you know what I mean? <laughs> And my mom's yeah. a Pisces, so if you have um, a Pisces mom, I don't a, have a Pisces mom, nurse. but I know Pisces. Oh yeah, I, I had a Pisces mom, and I know exactly. Okay, what you're about. so you know exactly what I mean. Exactly. They are truly an experience. Yes, they are. Bless her heart. <laughs> okay. So what's up with you, Maya? How was your week? My week was good. You know how it is. You know, I never remember what the hell I'm doing day to day, but this week. I had a good week. It was slow, which I needed it to be. I'm sore as hell from exercising. I'm still fat, even though I'm sore as hell from exercising. And all I want to know is why I'm still fat, even though I'm sore from exercising. And I've been eating air for like two weeks now. And my life is still going on the same cycle as it was before <laughs> I was eating air and sore from exercising. <laughs> <laughs> and so all week since my oh week my was God. slow, that's what I've been doing, contemplating why the hell I'm eating air in the summer, nonetheless, and right. exercising so hard. Well, you know how I feel about the exercise. I'm allergic. <laughs> I, I, can't, <laughs> I, I can't help you, boo. Because, it, you know, if I do an exercise, I feel like when I finish, I should have lost five pounds. I just, I need instant gratification. So, but you want to stick it out, aren't you? Yeah, I've been doing it this long. Not two weeks, people. You know, if you listen to the show, I've been exercising well longer than two weeks. And again, I feel stronger, but 
come on pounds work with me mm-hmm. you know yeah. what i think i think i want to support you in that i think i'm gonna make a concentrated effort to you know let me know if you work out and if you work out i will go to the gym well i work out every day at five o'clock so <laughs> what the hell you mean okay well just call me and let me know that you really go <laughs> call me let me know that you really going and then i'll go to Moses, you a witness to this. You hear this, right? Yes, I do. Okay. All right. Now, I'm glad we got somebody else on the show that is a witness to this. But you know how my week was. How was your week? Well, I got a call from an old friend. Oh. Yeah. I was just looking at the phone like, is this a butt dog? Like, it can't be a butt dog because butt dogs is only for somebody like you call recently, right? Allegedly. Usually, allegedly, right. And I was just staring at the phone like, should I answer this? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm nice. So I answered. Then you know, it's always nice to hear people who wasn't doing so well doing better. Mm-hmm. You know, so they was doing better. They was doing really well. And I was happy. Good. That was nice. <laughs> Caught me by surprise. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. It's summer. All people right. come out to woodwork. You know, maybe that's what it is. And so I was talking to my BFF about it, and she was like, you all, you are friends with everybody still. And I was like, yeah. She, I was like, because her cutoff game is serious, okay? Samurai, sword, slice, is, is over, it's done. She don't talk to nobody no more, like ever. You know, but I'm just not like that. So, and that was pretty much the highlight of my week, and it wasn't even like a highlight. It was just like, <laughs> oh, look at him, okay. You know what I mean? Because, you know, other than that, same shit, different me. Oh, and I'm telling you, I'm so proud of myself. Had a meeting at work. Woo! I prayed all morning. I prayed in the car. I prayed when I got out the car. I prayed when I turned on my computer. I prayed. I'm telling you, I was praying and praying and praying. And God came through. I just sat there and shook my head. I was so proud of myself. Well, I'm happy to hear that because the last couple of weeks you've been sounding terrible as far as work is concerned. And so I'm happy to hear um, that. That's a plus. I'm telling you, prayer still works. It really does. It does. Yes. So, all right. So who did some shit this week? (sighs) Moses, are you ready for who did some shit this week? Because we got a couple of things that we want to talk about and we would love to hear your opinion on them. Okay. Um, okay. So first thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we did an episode on online dating. Okay. Mm-hmm. We talked all about our experiences when it came to online dating. Well, today I'm perusing the internet as I often do. And I see an article that's telling me that a man by the name of John Martin Hill, 34 from Georgia was arrested for swindling a woman that he met on Match.com mm. out of eighty thousand mm. dollars. And, and how long? How, and how would you swindle eighty thousand dollars? <laughs> <laughs> well, he met the woman. He met the woman um, in March. You mm. know, he talked, ch- chatted with her for about a week on the app. And then they exchanged numbers. In that week, they decided that they were going to get married. He told her that he just felt a connection with her and that he loved her. Then they met 
And in the process of them meeting within the next week, she gave him access to her uh, bank account information. And she, you know, he kept telling her that he needed this and he needed that. And so she was giving him the money the whole time. And this was all in within a week and a half to two week time. Wow. Um, The police issued a statement and they said that when meeting someone online, be very cautious sharing personal information, financial, financial information or cash with anyone that you meet in such a short amount of time. Now, when I read this and I thought about our experiences on online dating, Mm, I I was thinking, yeah, I don't like it. I don't, we don't like it either. We, we don't like it either. I haven't had bad, I will say I haven't had bad experiences on, um, online dating, you know, half the time I just don't even take the people serious, but the people that I have met off online dating, we've had some of them, we've had a great time. It just was no love connection. And then, you know, like I, I had a, I don't want to say a love connection because I'm not, I, it ain't a love connection, but I had a connection with, you know, a couple of people that I met offline. So I haven't had bad experiences, but it's not something that I enjoy doing. Yeah. I feel, I feel like if you see somebody out in their interests, say hello. If you know, I, there is no such thing as I don't have time to date. I don't have time to look for somebody. I don't have time. If you go to the grocery store, if you go to church, if you go out or whatever, people you be right in somebody's face and they don't speak. Right. You know, and I think so. I think online dating is stupid. I never had experience. I never met anybody off of it. I usually download it and I started and with like two or three days, I mm-hmm. usually delete it. That's um, me. It's a, it's a type of lingo that you have to have to keep people active and in conversation with you mm-hmm. on online dating. And especially, well, with gay men, I just normally assume they already all mess with each other on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, I don't want to be there. Plus, if I want to meet someone, I just don't think that I would want to tell people that I met them offline in the long term. I just wouldn't right. want to meet my person like that. Yeah. It's, and you never know who you're really meeting. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Because people put the representative of who they mm-hmm. are, um, you know, online. And then when you meet them, it's like, hey, I thought you were something else and you're not and then you have people like john martin hill who must have had game of all game because he was able to get eighty thousand dollars out of this woman first of all lady where do you have eighty thousand dollars right how old is she right (laughs) well he was 34 it doesn't say what um what age she was he did tell her though um just for some context he told her that he was a millionaire Mm -hmm. and like i said he told her that he loved her he told her that he needed the eighty thousand dollars to put um cash down on a home now if somebody told you hey moses how you doing i'm meeting you online and then i tell you all this good something in your ear uh, you know online and then i'm like i'm a millionaire but I need eighty thousand dollars. Right. Why? I mean, what would? Why what would, would I? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I would just block you immediately, right? Yes. There. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, but she had to have contact with him. Like they had to met. They met before he asked for the eighty thousand, right? 
Well, according to the way the article reads, it doesn't say that. But I assume that they well, they did meet. I don't assume that they did meet. But he had to have asked her for the 80K in the time that they were chatting as well, because you're talking about, you know, meet online, swipe right online and meet and talk about we're getting married all within like a two week time span and get $80,000. Listen, listen, listen. If a co-worker certain co-workers or whatever and i'm not saying i'm not saying like anybody at my job right now but i don't care who you are if i'm with a group of people i don't care what's going on like and somebody be like i don't have lunch money i'll be like right don't be looking over here so yeah. i just can't even fathom giving 80,000 first of all if somebody told me they're a millionaire and then they asked me for eighty thousand dollars i just be like um what you a hundred air? Did you? I was must right. be some kind of miscalculation. But, but you know, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You know, it, to me, is I, I see a lot of women that um that um, do a lot of stuff for men mm-hmm. very prematurely, mm-hmm. um, and it's very common. So this really doesn't. Um, some of my friends, some of the stories I say, like I hear, this mm-hmm. really doesn't shock me because it's just like a need for uh, something that. This whole man, when they first meet, fulfills the word they think it is going to fulfill. They just do things prematurely, and it always ends bad. It does. You have some women that are just not, that will just, if there was, if men had Section 8, most of the women would be single. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's crazy how fast some women do things for uh, men, and I don't understand. It's just so fast. And what kind of game were you talking to get eighty? And how did she pay you the eighty thousand dollars? Yeah, it's a lot of things that need to be answered in this, especially that I need to know. I need to know how she got the eighty so I can get it. I need to know what he was saying so I can say it to somebody. And and to get this, y'all ready for this? This is not the first time that he's done this. He changed his name more than five times in the past three years. He's been accused of committing similar acts in Virginia, Delaware, Maryland, and New Jersey. Wow. Be careful, Maya. You next. First of oh all, I, first of all, I, the last I thing I got to worry about is running into a John Hill Martin. Can't no man get nothing Asking from me. Asking you for $80,000. They can't ask me for 80 cents. So, and, and especially not in no damn week and a half. And if you don't have 80 cents, I'm going to be like, well, what the hell are you doing with your money that you ain't got 80 cents? And where do you work that you ain't got 80 cents? So 80K, you know, that's the hell out. But that was just crazy. I thought that that was like the funniest thing. And it just was so fitting because we had just talked about online dating. Wow. So what else is going on? Who else did some shit? I have a sad story. But I really want to talk about it because, you know, here we did that shit. We're very pride friendly. So there was a woman. um, She was transgender, but she was a woman. And she was found dead a month after being assaulted by four men. And I read the article because I remember um, the assault. I remember the video being on social media. There was like some kind of fender bender. It really wasn't even a bad accident. And when I tell you these guys like got out this car and like beat the shit out of this woman, mm-hmm. it was like, or like, like savages, 
You know what I mean? Like for wow. no reason at all. So the one guy, they arrested the one guy and he's like being held on $75,000 bail or whatever. And I mean, it was just ridiculous how they were beating her. And then a month later, she was found shot. Wow. Lying face down in the street in Dallas. Wow. And, you know, I just want to say that, first of all, I, I don't understand. You, nobody's life is more valuable than anybody else's. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I really just don't understand the whole, I know the hate exists. I just don't understand why. You know, if that's not your thing, then that's not your thing. But ain't nobody doing nothing to you. Right. You know what I mean? And it's it's just ridiculous. And um, then I heard, like, there's other murders in Dallas. Well, there, there, there are. They're actually pursuing what they think may be a serial killer in Dallas for transgender, for the transgender community. So Dallas police are investigating whether the killings of two other transgender women and an assault of a third one over the past seven months are connected. They all kind of died similarly. They're all kind of like the same ages, 22 to 29. Mm. And so they're concerned that this is a pattern because of the way that they are, you know, um, getting murdered. And we we are hearing constantly about transgender people being attacked and mm-hmm. or murdered because of a lifestyle that they choose to know, not even a lifestyle, but because of the life that they choose to live, they, right. being who they who are, they are yeah. you know, and the thing is, like you said, baby, it doesn't affect you, you know, for you to want to tr- cause harm to someone because w- what it boils down to is that you don't understand the life the life that they choose to live. And you don't and have nor to. does it matter. Right. You took the exactly. words off my mouth. Nor does it matter that you don't understand it. You know, you, if you're a redneck, I'll understand why you're a redneck. If you drive a pickup truck, I don't understand why you brought it. If you go to church and I don't, I don't understand why you go to church, but that's exactly. on you. It's your life, right. you know, and you can do it. And so it's a sad state of affairs that's going on because more and more, like I said, this is happening. And then for the people in Dallas, the thought that a serial killer could be on the loose. And what's more sad to me is, is that it's a community that people don't rally behind Mm -hmm. and that a lot of people don't care about. And Mm -hmm. so things like this fall to the wayside. You know what I'm saying? You do have stuff like this happening all across America, but like three people in Dallas in the, in within seven months and it won't get, the attention that it really needs to get. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Go ahead, Moses. You wanted to say something? In Philadelphia alone, um, that's probably where I spent most of my time being out in the community and, you know, just living a life. Um, there have been so many transgenders that were killed. One of the most famous ones they ever talk about, her name was Naja Woods. Oh, yeah. And um, oh. they were actually strangled and beat um but the places that they were um picked up from you know philadelphia and a lot of areas when they are this age most of them a lot of them not all of them Mm -hmm. you know to choose a line of work it may be a mild prostitution even if it's on the inside um they have strolls in certain areas Mm -hmm. Um, so most of these girls are targeted from guys that express an interest in them sexually Mm -hmm. and then it happens when they least expect it or uh, 
most of the ones when there are a whole bunch of guys, it's before the actual physical assault, it's mm-hmm. usually sexually assault. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, so mm-hmm. it's just weird to me that, um, you know, you would, it's such a fetish that mm-hmm. the whole scope of the fetish, the, the, the rush is the killing and the abuse as well. You know, it's oh, just wow. to me, you know, and because uh, I know more now than people would know, you know, on social media and everywhere, there are mm-hmm. so many men coming on to these transgenders yes. all day sexually. You know, they, they get men that are undercover more than anything. There are so many men that come on to them. It's mm-hmm. just ridiculous, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of them just, you know, we're still all men, you know, at the end of the right. day. So. You just choose to do what you do. And then, you know, it's just, it's a really sticky situation and really scared. You're a prey and then you're actually, it's, it's just really ridiculous to me. Nine times out of 10, they don't even find whoever um, kills these people. So it's right. kind of good that they actually had that one person in mm-hmm. the police custody. Because these murders in Philadelphia are all, they just killed a transgender the day before yesterday or last night. Mm. These they hardly find out who finds these. Who they don't. Need, these I don't think they. Even I don't try. think they look. I don't think yeah. that they, I don't try, think they at try at all. And I think that people, you know, what's sad is, is that, like you said, they're prey and they're targeted all day because mm-hmm. you want to fulfill something. Like you want to be with a man, but you want to be with a woman, right? right? And so then you're mad at yourself because you can't be truly who you want to be, right? Mm-hmm. And so now somebody else has to suffer at the hands of you because you can't be true to who you are or if somebody finds out that you're doing x y and z now you have to in turn kill the person like i as i was reading this article i was reading the article about a pastor in um also in texas no i think he was in michigan if i'm not mistaken but he was just um I guess he was being sentenced because he killed a transgender woman because some, you know, the people in the congregation found out about it, but wow. you pursued her, you know, she was living her life. You pursued her. It's, it's crazy that we're even talking about this. I just watched this documentary on Hulu called, um, what was it called? Pieces or, um, I, I'll get the exact name, but it was about a gang where well, they called them a gang, right? of uh, transgender women in Washington, D.C., but a lot of them were prostitutes and they were just expressing what they have to go through. And the reason why they kind of like formed this gang was because they were getting attacked and they were tired of getting attacked. So they banded together and they started, you know, in in attacking the people that was attacking them, you know, really like Mm -hmm. hurting them. And so- Right, exactly. And it's a shame that they would even have to go, that people have to live their life, like, even going through this, you know what I'm saying? Or face ridicule and then face the possibility that you could be murdered all because of a person, like you said, wanting to fetishize them or can't be true to who they really truly are. Right, right. Mm. And the whole, when they they get these undercover guys, you know, you got to take into account the reason that it makes that they fight with their consciences because you can actually enjoy nine times out of 10 from my friends that I know. Mm-hmm. It's usually the transgender that's penetrating the male. Mm-hmm. So he can actually turn around and feel breast and feel hair and have right. the illusion of a woman without yep. feeling bad about getting penetrated. Yep. You know, so that has a lot to do with it too mentally. If you're challenged with that and even if you're going, you know, and you know, have a, you do have a lot of young guys that do 
um, purchase, you know, these women off of mm-hmm. the stroll or the ads as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so it's just you never know who you're going to get in contact with or what mental state they are in their lifestyle, doing dealing with your lifestyle. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. It's just very dangerous. Very dangerous. And Moses, I appreciate the truth that you just spoke, you know, because people, um, you know, people talk about things and they like they think they know, but they really don't know. And even if if you're in um, a heterosexual relationship, you're exactly right, because more and more women now are saying that their partners like to be penetrated. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, so they do. It comes up all the time, and so they and they, they do feel talk like they rather do it before a transsexual does it to them. Well, mm-hmm. that 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 was that's what makes the woman more comfortable, right? You know, but the man most times don't. They don't. It doesn't matter who it is. So, mm-hmm. as a woman, how does that make you feel if your man was to say, like, he brought this dildo and a strap home, strap in home, and he said, "Babe, I want you to use this on me." How would that make you feel? Well, would you want to see your man in a submissive state? No, no, that's not my <laughs> cup of tea. No, mm-hmm. no, and it's because here's the thing: live your life the way that you want to live your life. Like the B said, we are very pride friendly over here. However, it's not for us, right? right. So we didn't choose. Or do you, I don't think it's a choice. Let me say that. Let me, let me rephrase that. that. I don't think, think that it's a choice. Messes, would that make you think that your mate messes with men? Or I don't, has think that, I don't know if he messes with men, but I but would he think would. that he would mess with he men. Would, right. And I would think that he had the thought process of doing it. Now, and if I thought that he ever did it, I don't know. But automatically, I would think that that was something that he was thinking about. And so eventually, for anything, I feel like if it's something that you're constantly thinking about, or even if you're thinking about it you know I don't sit and think about being with a woman but if I did eventually I probably would act on that you know what I'm saying and so I think about I think about a lot of shit all the time and then I go and I do it but again I don't sit and think about smoking crack you know what I'm saying and if I did eventually the thought is going to overpower and I'm going to probably smoke crack so that's what I was thinking about my man and here's the thing boo no judgment on you but I'm not the woman for you you understand what I'm saying that's not for me you know and if you can't express certain things like that with your mate and you don't feel free to them that's when you'll seek other avenues to get that type of fetish and erotic erotic whatever you need from it exactly And nine times exactly. a lot of people don't know that this has been going on for a long time. For you know? a very long ever. time. Yeah, and, forever. It's in the Bible. Yeah. Forever. Yes. It, it, it's right. been going on. And in your marriage, too. And in right. your marriage. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It, marriages are not exempt. No relationship right. is exempt. But I just, you know, I really wanted to um, bring that up and put that out there. And just, you know, women, protect yourself. Protect yourself at all costs because, you know, we out here praying for you, but it's just wicked people out here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even in our own, even in our own. Well, we already know that in our government we have wicked people, but Mm. until you really until they put it out there, you're like, damn, these people are wicked. But until you see it. So this week, while we're on the topic of transgender people, they proposed a HUD rule that would strip transgender protection at homeless shelters. 
Right. Yes. So the Department of Housing and Urban Development on Wednesday proposed a new rule that would weaken the Obama era protections for homeless transgender people, allowing federally funded shelters to deny people admission on their not only on their uh, on on them being transgender, but also on religious grounds. And wow. if they did allow them to come in for transgender uh, women, they would have to share bathrooms and sleeping quarters with men. Mm, mm, mm. Is a homeless shelter, was it derived from a faith-based um, organization or something? No, no, I don't know. No, I don't think so. It sounds, but like, it sounds like what they're doing to me. First of all, this is supposed to be the land of the free, right? Mm-hmm. And if oh, a that? person, a per, right, but if a person is not doing anything to you and that person uh, lives as is a woman. And so what you're saying is my freedom of religion is trumping my freedom to express my gender. You know what I mean? Because it's more my freedom of religion. Say I'm a Christian and I cannot tolerate to be in the presence of or whatever. And so that makes me be able to shun you. No, your freedom of religion can't trump any other freedom Mm -hmm. unless you, especially if you're getting federal funds Mm -hmm. and you know what I mean? No, that's not right. That's not right. And, you know, that's just that's one of the reasons for the sexual workers, you know, mm-hmm. it's society in a whole. You know, most of the transgender, when they're coming into the transition and being more secure with yourself, they don't feel as free because of the community to get regular jobs and mm-hmm. feel that accepted. So they feel like it's better to make just for reasons like that. You know, yep. what do you wow. do? You're pushing people into a box when they're trying to feel more secure about their ever changing life. You know what yep. I mean? And society is just not going to let them and has never let them feel comfortable to work anywhere. I mean, if you work at a restaurant and the, the, the customers act different, it's just who would want to be operating in all these uncomfortable environments where, mm-hmm. you know, you are uh, definitely stand out. Mm-hmm. You know? So it pushes people into these act, these sexual workers. It, it turns them into these just to know that they can go through their transition and feel as much secure as they can because it is mm-hmm. definitely a journey. You know what I mean? Yep. It's getting used to the uh, the female hormones and transitioning with your body and just your family and friends and just mm-hmm. your whole lifestyle change is something that I could never fathom. You know, and just being able to step out and be comfortable like that, Mm -hmm. you know, and regardless of whatever's going on and to be confident in yourself, that's a lot, you know, it is, it pushes people into the sexual works and the acts. They don't feel comfortable in societies. Like most of the places, the LGBT places, organizations, like in Philadelphia and most cities, they Mm -hmm. do employ most transgender. So they will feel very comfortable. Um, Most of the AIDS places like the Mazzoni Center and the William Waite Center, they Mm -hmm. all employ transsexuals where they can feel comfortable and just be a, a asset to your community as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yeah. You, you are a- absolutely correct. And as Babi said, just make sure that you are out here protecting yourself. Same. We have to protect ourselves from this government. You got to protect yourself from, you know, the wicked people that include the government. Mm-hmm. You can't be homeless. You can't get a job. As you said, you know, you can't be free to be who you are, but 
we are hoping that things turn around, you know, and the world is ever changing. And we're hoping that people will be accepting enough to, um, even if you don't understand the change, let people be Be who they are, you know, point blank period. Just let people be who they are. And I'm hoping people will be brought to justice. Yeah. On, on, because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter who it is. If you will hurt one person for a dumb reason, you'll hurt anybody, right. you know, for a dumb reason, just because you don't like something. So, and I'm, I'm hoping for justice for some, well, for all, you know, but we know that, you know, perpetrators are not pursued as in other cases. So it's just right. a really, really sad case. Yeah. So, but can yeah. we lighten it up? Yeah. Well, let's let's go ahead and lighten it up because it is getting a little heavy. And let's just get into our topic for this week. You know, the reason why we have Moses on the show in the first place. As Babi said, Moses is a celebrity hairstylist. You know, and let's get into the topic. What we want to talk about this week, Bib? I met Moses through a friend. And I'm going to tell you, Moses, when I went on your Instagram, I was like, Oh my god! <laughs> I, like I need this in my life. Like what is going on? I have never, ever, ever. I've never had. A, I wear a protective style, but I do my okay. own hair. But I've never had a weave in my life. Really? And I was just looking at those clips, like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, amazing. And um, so Moses L. Overton, of course, of the upper echelon Overtons. <laughs> <laughs> Is a celebrity stylist, and if you check out his Instagram page, those clips are just like wow. Um, and he is an educator in the whole styling and hair business, he's an entrepreneur doing big and great things. And I'm so happy that she said you would come on the show because today I'm so happy that you asked me. Oh my gosh, today we're talking about summer hair, the summer is upon us. Ladies, and you know, you know, if you vacation, if you go to the beach, you got to go to work, your hair dries out, all kinds of stuff. Like, what do we do with our hair in the summer? I don't know what I'm going to do. I, you know, I wear my hair in protective styles because I just don't like doing my hair every day. Um, But last summer, when I took it out, I just kept it out and wore it all summer out and... I mean, I guess I was learning some things, but I don't know. Just getting up and doing something every day was starting to irk me. Right. When I could just get up, shake it out, and go. So we have some questions, Moses. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay, Moses. It's summertime. It's hot. Now, some people live where it's hot all the time. Mm -hmm. Fuck them. Oh, excuse me. That was nice. (laughs) We get all the seasons. And summer is a big deal, especially for hair. So in your opinion... Now, I know for a fact, 110% that you really are the weave master. But what is the best weave for summertime? Well, generally, what actually works best to fight humidity, keep your budget down, and if you keep it, um, that'll last you, is some type of braids. Um, I actually like some of the crochet styles right now. Or if you like wearing your hair in a natural um, state, uh, regardless of however you wear your hair in the summertime, you are um, going to be challenged with humidity. And um, you want to have something where it's easy for you to take care of on vacation and not put that much thought into. You know, so most of the protective styles for the summer are usually braids or rocking it natural. Um, 
unless you have like a keratin treatment or something like that that will fight against humidity. But you know, when most hairstylists, that is our typical slower season because mm. braid season starts from June all the way to August. Oh. Okay. It's just a lot easier for women to keep their daughter's hair braided up over the summer while they're not in school. And I mean, braids are not, they're not bad. You have so many different styles coming out now. You even have people buying full lace wigs mm -hmm. and taking them to the Africans and getting them braided and putting the wigs on their hair. So if you're going to use a unit, or if you're going to get your regular hair braided, they, they are the most leading, best protective styles that I would say for the summer. Um, you're not going to want to have to, if you can't do your hair, you know, unless you like to wear it natural. If you can take it in a natural state and wash it and go and curly and you're good with that, that's a really good one as well. Because your hair does need vitamin D and everything from the sun. Mm -hmm. So without it being uh, constricted, by braids or some weave or some, unless you're a weaver, but you know, if you're not using a weave, I would say probably like, you know, uh, the crochets, if they're done correctly, yeah. you know, because okay. all these things, all these styles, you can have a significant amount of breakage as well. If you have someone that is not as experienced in putting them in and, um, you know, you have to keep them down your, your, the back of your hair is stronger than up where your forehead and your temple and your edges are. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to get any of these protective styles, please leave at least a, a quarter to a half an inch of your edges out and just use like some type of smoothing um, method so that you'll have edges when it comes back to winter. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Because Moses, I've been getting my hair braided for Ever. I've been getting my hair braided forever, but, and my cousin does it, and she's a professional, you know, she just happens to be my cousin, mm -hmm. but when I tell you she braids everything, and I'm a kind of person who, I like new hair, right? Mm -hmm. I don't like old hair. I don't like, you know, some people like the way their hair looks when it gets a little older. I like my hair to look like it's Fresh. freshly done. So, you know, I'm very envious of Oprah because she has a stylist that's with her all the time and her hair always looks so lush, but that's because she has a stylist that's with her every, all the time. And so I the say same that- same person to, for years too. Right. So I say that to say, I'm a kind of person who I don't think about the leave out. I think about, oh, braid it all up, honey, because I don't want it to look old. You know, I never thought about leaving it out and smoothing it with like edge control. Yeah, just I a just very small like, amount because, okay. you know, the, the moving of the braids, pulling it to the side, moving it to the back, those edges, they're twisting and twisting all the time. So that's why they say you need to take it out. You keep twisting and twisting and twisting and it snaps and you don't know that you're twisting them. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's so soft. The hair is so fragile right there. So it's better because, you know, you do have people that will braid every single piece. Mm -hmm. But you also have people that will leave them same braids in for four or five months. Mm -hmm. So yeah. when you switch them out, they're snapped off and your edge line looks worse than if you would not have gotten it braided. Yes, because I'm struggling with um, I'm struggling with the side one side of my hair right now with my edges, and it's because of the braids and what I have done. Now, full disclosure, my hair is textured like um, I don't know, I would say fine or like I hate that term. I I, I never say, oh, I got good hair. You got bad hair because what the hell is good hair and what's bad hair? All hair is hair. Right. But my hair is, you know, finer than someone else's. Let me say okay. that. And so I'm 
you know, from getting the braids, I never really thought about that. Like you said, putting it up, keeping it down, twisting it and everything. And that's the reason why my edge on the side is a um a little bit thin. So that makes a lot of sense that if yeah. I ever wanted to get braids again to do the leave out. So thanks for that. And you'll have cute baby hair if you got good hair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he got baby hair now. You can give some cute baby hair he got on the baby side. Hair. <laughs> she got baby hair for life. You hear me? She got baby hair. You know, and it's good too. Our generation, well, our age, you know, now with so many so-called protective styles as far as um, things using adhesive, you know, there is a growing rate of number of African-American women from the age 18 to 25 that have at least an inch or two inches of smooth edges around from ear to ear yeah. from so many protective styles. And if it's smooth nine times out of 10, it's not going to grow back, you know? Mm. So with you putting an adhesive on, it takes a few months for it to excrete out of your glands. So if you're constantly putting adhesive on and adhesive on and adhesive on, you're going to kill the root. So when you say adhesive, now I don't, I, I, I thought I knew something. So I thought protective style, when I think protective style, the, the first thing I think of is crochet braids. There's other things that's protective style. Well, there are now, uh, many people will say that um, frontals or closures will be classified as a protective style simply because all the hair is grown, um, braided up. And, you know, just the way you do when you put the stocking cap on before you put the frontal or the tape on, mm -hmm. you know, and then you lay the frontal on it. That is actually classified by most as a protective style. Mm -hmm. But regardless if you're putting tape or adhesive on a stocking cap that's covering your edges, adhesive seeps through with sweat, heat, and everything. It goes into your pores. So mm. it's still getting in your hair, regardless of how protected the edges are. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so you're doing that for six months to a year, constantly for two years. You should know that when you take that off, you're going to have a significant amount of damage that you're not going to be able to recover from. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, I know this is one of your questions um, to be, but let's just get right into edges. Right. <laughs> Let's get right into edges, honey, because now, look, now my you got, ears are you ended up. Now. <laughs> um, so I've never used a person like me. Has, I've never had a weave. Right. Okay. Well, I did because I got crochet braids and not I mean, cr okay. crochet curls. Um, mm -hmm. The bee actually did my hair in crochet curls. And I was telling everybody like, girl, guess what? I got my first weave and I was just going around. I was so excited. Right. I was like, like strangers. I was like, you know, this a weave. This is a weave, but it, you know, I guess crochet is not the same as a weave. So I've never had a weave. So, so my thin edge is based off of the braids, right? Right. And so I've transitioned. And family, family hereditary pat bald pattern, pat bald patterns as well. Oh yes, you know, that's what my hair get older as a, says. An African American, well, all women, as you get older, your hair structure changes. Mm -hmm. When you get 40 and then you get to the, the uh, <laughs> menopause and everything's changing. Um, women that have hysterectomies and a lot of women that have anesthesia, all that stuff to me affects the hair. Oh, my God. We are doomed. So what do so so what are some of the things, if anything, um, we can do to 
help our edges before we before we get into the pattern of losing them? What can we do to help protect our edges? And then we can talk about what we can do once we are seeing like a thinning of the edges. Then what, what can we do? So let's talk okay. about what we can do before we even get to the thinning part. Okay. So first of all, what everybody always tells you over and over again, you mm -hmm. have to moisturize your hair. And by that, you have to know what different types of oils are. So you have a lot of people, you have moisturizing oils and you have filling oils. Um, a lot of people, it was a fad a few months ago, mm -hmm. uh, years, where everybody likes to use Jamaican black castor oil on their yeah. eggs. I use that. I was using that too. I use that. And it's a sealing oil. And what that does is it doesn't penetrate your hair shaft. It simply sits on your scalp and adds shine and luster. And it doesn't. It has no benefits for your scalp. So you want to use a moist. You want to use a moisturizing oil, something all natural, like olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil. They um, penetrate the hair shaft, and they're most useful to the scalp. And can we use just regular? I'm sorry to cut you off, but now I got a problem with my edge, so I'm. You know, can we use Moses, regular? Stuff down. This no, is I am. Serious. I'm writing stuff down, Moses. Um, can we use regular coconut oil, avocado oil, and olive oil? Not anything that we. I'm saying like something we buy at the market. I would say uh, most refined product that you can. Um, a lot of health food stores have that. They're in little bottles, and you can even make a mixture and go ahead and mix these three together. After you see the benefits, they are all um, great benefits for your hair, though. Even if you bought one of all three and you switched them up um, on your monthly regimen or your weekly regimen of moisturizing your hair, um, I try to stay as natural as possible. When you go into the hair stores and you see any of that stuff that's sitting there behind it, uh, right there at the counter, mm -hmm. that's these oils, carrot oil, all that is probably hardly any of the what of any benefits with that and those things i don't like uh store-bought fad products mm. you know they sell you a dream like kiwi and, oil. remember oh, kiwi oil oh my gosh that was so heavy and i have a client um to this day she likes Milky Way Piano Color 3 and 27, two packs mm. in, and she likes Kimi Oil to slick her hair back when she's done. <laughs> <laughs> and this is an actor's wife. That's all she ever wants me to do is bring her two packs of Milky Way Piano Hair. Oh, with Kimi. listen, with Kimi Oil. Do not forget the damn Kimi Oil. When I, let me tell y'all a little quick story, and this is going to be quick. When I first moved to Virginia, now you know, Moses, we from Camden. Okay. I moved to Virginia. I get my hair done in Philly. Okay. And had been for, I've had the same hairdresser for years and years and years. And so I came to Virginia. I was like going home every weekend, getting my hair done. It was just becoming a pain. And I was like, I'm going to find me somebody in Virginia to do my hair. Mm. So I was watching TV one day, right? I saw this commercial and I was like, ah, they, right. they kind of look like they know what they're doing a little bit. But I mean, how hard can it be to give me like a press and curl? Because that's all I get. I get a round brush and like, because a white man does my hair. Full disclosure. Mm. Okay. And so in I was In Philadelphia? Like, yes, in Philadelphia. So I, know exactly I where you go. Where? <laughs> you go to downtown on Rittenhouse Square? No. Because uh, you know there's a shop with like 
four white guys right there that do all black women hair. Oh yeah, well my hairdresser does all black women's hair too. He he's in Old City though. Um, shout out to you, Frank. But, um, <laughs> so I said I'm gonna find me somebody. I already seen this commercial. Let me go around here. Go in the salon. Soon as I walked in, I should have walked out because when I sat in the chair, the first thing the dude said was, "Oh, you got good hair," and you uh. know I hate that, right? Mm. So he was like, "Mm mm, what you? Oh, your hair is beautiful. This, that, and the third." So they commenced to doing my hair, right? I told the guy, don't put no oil in my hair because it weighs my hair down because of the texture of my hair, right? right, right. He was like, oh, all right. Did this joker put Kimi oil in my hair? <laughs> wow. And when he turned me around, it was a shining ass bucket. Mm, I mm, said, you mm. know what? <laughs> I just looked at him. I, I felt like I was about to bust out crying. And I said... Oh, he said, you like it? Oh, girl, your hair is so beautiful. Oh, uh, he going on. I said, how much is it? Because at this point, I felt like I was going to pick up them curlers and just like go off on him. So I just said, how much is it? Let me pay. Came home. I cried. I called. He, he gave you a press out and some Kimi oil. Yeah. And 2018. No, it was 2018. It was like 2009. But again, if you've seen the texture of my hair, you know, even if you, even if I had, even if I had a different texture of hair and my hair was heavier than it is, anything, a press out and some Kimi oil is a no for anybody's hair
are we know what to do to before we even get to the thin edges what do we do after now we've used edge control you know we've used this adhesive we've worn you know worn the cat now our edges are kind of like shot to hell what can we what are some of the things that we can do once that happens if anything okay so one product okay you don't want to get any fad driven products that are out here right now that are supposed to bring your edges back. I don't believe in those. One product that I do know that works very, very well, and I would recommend not to endorse a product, but to I would recommend you buying Viviscal. Um, it, promotes, it promotes hair growth. And nine times out of 10, when I have some people that are experiencing, um, so Viviscal and Rogaine for women, it <laughs> concentrates on the edges and it concentrate on the crown area. That's the only parts of the hair that it will be effective. So if you're going through that, I would get the foam and I would get some Viviscal and just use it for a little bit and um, keep your dosage and then go, like I would go, I tell everybody, for the first week, take it every day and then do it every other day. You don't want your body and your hair to get so used to it that it doesn't feel the effect of it and it starts to be uh, does not grow as much as it was when you first started using the product. Okay. Um, so that's pretty much what I want to say. You want to be very light on your edges. I normally tell people if you are wearing weaves or braids, you don't have to edge the braid that part up. You just got to be real soft with them and careful. And also know if you're going to a, a, a license, make sure you check out someone's track record before you start them. You know, a lot of people these days are taking care of their hair themselves. A yeah. lot of people are natural. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to wash and go and have your natural regimen. And every day, it's a great thing because I I'm all for a relaxer. It, it doesn't matter. It's your personal choice. But more and more, women are feeling comfortable with being natural and wearing their hair natural. Normally, they want to be natural and cover it up with a weave. You know, but right. now they're actually wearing their natural, like their natural hair and embracing it and, it and finding their texture and, you know, being confident with it outside, wash and go. And that's it. OK. All right. So in the summertime, Moses, what are some must have products? So what are some must have products of the summertime? I would definitely say there. Uh, OK, so there is a great conditioner. Um, I recommend a lot of co-washes in the summer. Mm -hmm. Um you know, because you never know what chemicals in your hair that you're shampooing your hair with that would actually interfere with the growth as far as benefits from the sun and things like that. Um, and if you are going to use a shampoo, you probably want to use a clarifying shampoo. Make sure it gets all the sweat and everything off and use a great deep conditioner. Mm. Um, must have products. Let me see. What else would I would say? Oh, OK. So one of my favorite products is real old school. I don't know if you guys ever remember this little yellow bottle in the hair store. It has a little black nozzle, and it says Natty Head Hair Food. Mm. Do you ever remember that? No, but I'm going to get some. It too. costs like $1.99. It has a nozzle on it. $1.99, right in my price range. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> it has a nozzle on it. Um, it's water-based, like 40%. So it, um, it'll dissipate in time and it's a great moisturizer and it has a nozzle so you to get all around your head and it's a great um, moisturizing. It has some of those essential oils in it and benefits good for the scalp. It's really cheap, it's inexpensive and it's called Natty Head. It's been out for years. Okay. Right, I'm gonna find that. 
Yes, okay. I'm really about just the old school, the beginning of the products. And I also like straightening combs. If you're going to, you know, if you're going to try to wear your hair pressed out sometimes, just go on and get a hard press. You don't have to Dominican or use a flat iron. You know, this flat iron epidemic to me, uh, if you're not using the right plate, you're going to experience a lot of breakage, you know, from the different plates. And people don't know all that. So you can never go wrong with a straightening comb and a hard press. Go ahead, I'm Go ahead, I'm Well, that makes a lot of sense. And it's so it's so crazy because when you go into a lot of salons now, they use flat irons. Another little story quickly is after I went to Kimi Oil Heaven, I said, well, I ain't going there no more, clearly. I'm going to go somewhere else. I got another recommendation, and this time it was a place in D.C. And when I went there, the girl washed my hair, you know, blow-dried it, and then she used a flat iron. Now, my hair came out better. You know, she didn't, I wasn't, it wasn't a Kimi Oil helmet. However, all I kept thinking was, I'm paying $65 for a damn wash and curl with a flat iron. I could have did this at home because yeah. my hairdresser doesn't use a flat iron. He uses like the old school curlers, you know, like the, the things you put on the stove and get hot. And, or, you know, you got the little your little oven or whatever. That's what he uses. He doesn't use a flat iron. And I was like, I could do this damn at home. Right. So you see more and more of that. And I didn't, uh, it's, it's funny that you say flat irons will break your hair off. If you, like you said, if you're not sure, well, you're not, if you're not sure of the type of metal plate that the type of plate that you're putting okay. for the specific needs of the hair. So uh, there's a few different types of plates, you know, okay. um, titanium, it is um, ceramic and you have another, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Why would I forget this right now? But anyway, um, there are different benefits and they add, they're all different things. And I posted it all on my websites and everything. You have to make sure which hair straightener works good for you. Um, okay. I don't recommend using them. Like if I was to do a straight, I would rather just do the straightening, the heat in the stove. The heat, the thermal heat is just better to me mm -hmm. um, all the way around. And I deal with that too. This whole, you know, these, there's a lot of things that are fads that, you know, I had to be able to be comfortable with because when I first started working, I didn't want to do anything that I felt bad about morally. Yeah. It. Okay. You right. know, so like now, like I don't use the, for my press outs at the top, I don't use a, a, a flattening iron from a straightening iron, but I'll use it on the weave. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You just got to take care of hair different than you take care of weave. You can't, you, you, it's just not, it wouldn't be natural to use the same products that you use on extensions instead of something that you have to take care of for longevity extensions you can throw away you know mm -hmm. but your hair you can't use the same you can't treat it the same mm -hmm. you know so okay so i want to end with your specialty so i have just a couple more things before we get to it okay. um we talked about edges what about grays because i got eight of them first of all wait wait <laughs> First of all, I'm throwing away my flat irons because I know that they're not anything that you just said because I only paid $17.99. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm sure they're the wrong plate. But I got eight grays, and they are, like, the most ghetto, loud grays because they, like, right in my hairline. And they just be like, hello. They don't lay down. They, you know, they don't lay down. They don't get down. <laughs> they don't do not, like, what is going on? What can we do about the grace? Why staying natural? So what I always recommend and I use, I don't do rinses. Um, mm -hmm. Rinses do not cover grace. 
At all. They were never formed to cover grades. So when you're going to a salon and you're paying to put a rinse on nine times out of ten, within three to five days, it's your out. grades will be out. So I recommend a demi-permanent. Um, mm-hmm. It has no ammonia in it, but you do use peroxide, and it covers your grades for six to eight weeks without you using a permanent hair color. So um, you don't have any damage. You don't have to do a blot test that you would normally do when you're supposed to, before you do a color service, you're supposed to do a skin test at least 24 hours. Um, nine times out of 10, you don't have to wear it. Or you can use Be- Beijing. Um, it is a vegetable-based dye. And nine times out of 10, if you're hypoallergenic to colors, mm-hmm. uh, if, you're, if you're allergic to colors, it'll serve as your hypoallergenic remedy. Okay. Yeah. So you mix it with water and it, it does the same, it, but you just have to make sure that you do a deep condition and a hot oil treatment because at times it can dry the hair out if you do not condition it with doing it over and over and over again. Mm, mm, mm. That's what I use in my, not a, not a Beijing, but the Deming, that's what Frank uses in my hair because unlike um, my beautiful co-host who only has eight gray hair, uh, most of my hair would be gray if I didn't color it. Um, and that's a hereditary thing. You know, my great grandmother was white by the time she was 35. My uncles are white. And mm-hmm. if I let this hair go, this would be white before I know it. I got your gray full in my head eyes. is white, or is it no, just almost? It's not. It's, first of all, calm down. It's not <laughs> almost. Oh, calm down. It's not almost. But I have a lot of gray hair. I mean, it's not white, but I have a lot of gray hair. I color my hair. So, um, but I, I, you know, as I stated before, my hair is natural, meaning like no relaxers, you know. Mm-hmm. When I used to put a relaxer in my hair, I would put it in twice a year, once in the winter and once in the summer, mm-hmm. just because my roots was wavy and I hated that because I wanted my hair to be straight. And so I have been, I guess, transitioning back into not putting any heat on my hair and getting my natural curl back. So I get my hair colored because of the gray. But what I found is now that my hair is natural, I'm washing my hair a lot more. And so, you know, I'm, I, it's just like the grays is, they, you know, they stubborn. They, they just peeking on through no matter what. They just they well, You know, I personally think that some women wash their hair too much. Okay, so let's talk about that. Real. Let's talk about, yeah. What is a proper amount? Because, like, I work out four times a week, right? Yeah. And like I said, I do a wash and go. Most, if I don't wash my hair, I wet it, you know, with a spray bottle or in the shower or whatever, you know, put some conditioner in it and then I go. What is a, a good amount to wash your hair, whether you're natural or straight or whatever? Because I mean, it's different, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're natural and you are, you have a steady regimen of um, moisturizing your scalp and um, mixing it in with co-washes, it's pretty all right. But, you know, there are a lot of people that have weaves or get these amazing, expensive styles, and they want to ask you, can I work out with it? So my whole thing is you just have to realize if you're going to work out right now and pay for a hairdo and have to do the maintenance of it, or because, it's you know, when you work out, you're going to sweat. And I would imagine that you would you know, my grandma used to say, I smell a smell on my hair that nobody mm-hmm. else can smell. Mm-hmm. So you have no choice but to wash it. But, you know, there are a lot of people that still only get their hair washed about once a week. 
um, by a professional. I mean, because, you know, but if you can take care of it by yourself and you are 100 percent natural, I would say wash it every at least twice a week. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, okay. pull your hair up in a bun, something high where the sweat drains down and make sure you wrap, you know, wrap the edges of the scarf so it'll, it'll absorb a lot of that sweat and see if you can do a, a co-wash. You don't have to use a shampoo all the time. Yeah, you know what I mean? I use. Uh-huh. Yeah, I use a co-wash is very bef- beneficial and um, you can do that three or four times a week. You just have to moisturize your hair. And I always tell people, go on and get that VO5 hot oil treatment that they used to sell at the um, store for 3 or $4. Use them one this weekend. <laughs> a lot of people don't do that anymore. You know, yeah. it's not... Hair care in the salons are not like they used to be. It's not mm-hmm. that term of, of level. Like you said, you drove all the way back to Philly to get your hair done. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised how many girls I know leave from Philly and come all the way back to Philly to get their hair done, you know, because yeah. they have relationships with stylists there and they, they're comfortable with it. And now trying to change something with this day and age and so many people just trying to make a buck and not really worried about mm-hmm. hair care beyond the salon, you know, and informing you of remedies and coming with a detailed plan um, to help your hair. Yeah. You're just like chancing it, you know, so yeah. going around to so many people and you just stop. And that's why a lot of people are doing their hair today, too. You know, it's so much of a variety. You can go on Instagram and find 50 million hairdressers. Mm-hmm. You can go on Facebook, find 50 million hairdressers. And people are instantly excited about that finished style that they see on mm-hmm. um, not if the person can actually take care of anything else. Yeah, you know, it's right. just very instant. People just don't care about it anymore. Well, I'm a swimmer, Moses. It's in the summertime, I'm I swim a lot. I swim in pools, I swim in the ocean, cedar lakes, all kinds of stuff like that. So, I have to and when I when I do work out, I sweat in my head bad. Like even if I pull my hair up, I sweat so bad like my hair is still the rest of my hair that's pulled up is still soaking wet. Like it's wet. I sweat really bad in my hair. So I need to use a co-wash. I think that would be the best for you. You can do that every day if you wanted to when you got out of the shower. All you do is get nice warm when you're in the shower and just, like I say, before you wet your hair and then put it all in your hair, a lot of conditioner, and let that be the last thing that you rinse off. You know Mm, what I mean? That way it'll take all that build out and moisturize your scalp. It takes five minutes, like your mom used to do back in the day, to park your scalp and grease your scalp. You know, we just don't practice things that we used to do anymore. Yep. Mm, mm-hmm. My mom used to make me sit down and grease her scalp for at least every week with the big old um, Blue Magic coconut oil. <laughs> <laughs> I got Blue Magic right there. <laughs> and uh, a, a bergamot and things like that. And they were the things that, you know, mm-hmm. it's such a change if you notice now from hair care back then, even with home health hair care. Right. You know? Well, look at you now, because you owe it all to your mom, because let's get to this. Oh, she was the worst <laughs> client and the best client forever. <laughs> now she's like, when she has to get her hair done, she, she'd be real nice to me for a whole week, because <laughs> she says, it's better for me to just shut up for the little few minutes and let Moses talk about what he want to talk about so I can get my hair done. I know that's I right. Know that's- <laughs> you got to imagine this, too. You're saving at least $7,000 a year. Right. I don't make my mom pay for anything. You know what I mean? So that's a huge budget out of your hair. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad we got to know you because I'm going to be trying to get my savings together. (laughs) But I love you, Frank. But, um, yeah. You never had a weave before ever? 
I've never had a weave before. No, never. I've never had a weave before. Neither did uh, the B. I never. I never had a weave before. Never in my life. I, not sew. Not glue. Not the only thing I do is the the crochets. I do them myself. But I I have not put a relaxer in my hair since I found out I was pregnant with my daughter, and that was in um, December of 1991. So my hair is is all virgins, fully natural, and I have never, and I think my daughter was like five when I first started wearing crochets, because I met, I was on vacation, and we were at the pool, and I put the girl, I had my niece, my daughter, my son, and I put the girls' hair in some cornrows, some straight back, so they can, you know, get in the pool, and so there was a family there, they were there for a wedding from Gary, Indiana, and the grandmom asked me, she was like, well, who did their hair? I said, I did. And she said, well, can you do that for my baby's hair? And I said, yeah. She said, because my daughter doesn't know how to do that, but she's going to do her hair. She was like the little flower girl at the wedding. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I did her hair in the straight backs, the, her, the grandmother was like, and show her what you do. This is what we're supposed to do. And I really like, I love that concept because that's how I am. Like, we're a village. We can take care of our own. And she put the little, they were already pre-braided, but she literally crocheted that baby's little hair. Like, after I put the straight backs in. And I was like, oh. And so when I came home, of course, I tried it with some blonde coils or whatever. I was looking <laughs> crazy for a couple of months. But, you know, I'm a kind of person, I'm confident. So it, even if it don't look right, I'm still going to wear it, you right. know, mm-hmm. until it's time to take it out. So I've been wearing crochets over 20 years. Wow. But I've never, ever, ever had a weave. But I'm going to get one because when I was looking at your Instagram page, I was like, what? And I was going to say, you know, you guys, there are so many, you just can't, I guess you guys may associate a weave with a braid down, which actually intimidates a lot of people. But we are in a day and ages where you do not have to get a braid down to to get a weave. There are so many things you could do. If you want it length, you can add clip-ins. You can get micro links um, for the extensions. You can get the individual micro links. Um, in some instances, if your hair is not old, you can get taping extensions that would actually work. They're very temporary, you will, and some of them aren't, but you won't have to have that base, um, that braided base, which actually causes a lot of uh, issues, you know? And yeah. then, you know, you can't think about it. You got to look at all the tension that you're getting when you're putting a weave on. You get the extension hair braided, then you get a net on top of that, and then you get some hair sewed on top of that. Mm-hmm. So look how much tension that you're having with all that braid down. You know, so you have three different layers pulled together with thread. And that's probably the reason why I never had a weave. But when Babi told me that we were going to have you on the show, I, too, went to your Instagram. And so I'm talking to Babi earlier and she was like, yeah, such and such and so and so. Because, you know, what Moses with his weaves. And I was like, oh, well, which one was a weave? And so she's like, <laughs> oh, that was a weave. And I said, well, he was parting and flipping and, 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 and when he did all of them parts, because I I was waiting for you to do the style, right? You did the part, then you rolled the hair, girl's hair, then you took that down. And so I was like, well, I'm watching a video waiting for you to do the style, but you were just showing the, the versatility. The, yes. And so can you tell us, did, did you come up with this concept? Is this a, a Okay, so this is, 
This has been uh, so. Actually, when I was a manager of the Weave Bar in Germantown in Shelton, <laughs> in Philly, um, I was a manager. So of course, I was in charge of education, and uh, I would go to these seminars. And I saw a microlink, the individual um, extensions. And then I started looking it up on YouTube, and I, the only issue was I, I tried to see how can this benefit our people. You know, um, mm-hmm. most of the models that I've seen were very fine, soft hair that did not need a uh, prep before you got an installation. You know, so with these, uh, with this microlink system, I actually, with time, developed um, how to do it to suit our needs from my experience. So, mm-hmm. like, um, it's a baseless um, extension, um, and it's free flowing. Um, it's parted versus it's no tension on your hair. Um, I've had no damage, um, no breakage. A lot of people is actually good because a lot of people are transitioning from regular weaves and the damage of that. And one is transitioning to growing their hair out and wearing it more fully. Mm-hmm. So with your hair not being restricted and you being able to get vitamin D and you being able to get to your scalp, it's a lot of growing benefits, you know, especially mm-hmm. from you always wearing a restricted hairstyle where I'm talking about as a base um, for your extensions. Because your hair is very restricted, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, it's actually very healthy. And if it's done right, it should look extremely natural mm-hmm. and it should feel natural. Um, I'm not one of those, I'm not a sculptor. I used okay. to want to aspire to be one of those styles that would be the most perfect curl. But I realized that my niche was just making hair look extremely natural. Yes. You know, so um, it usually lasts for a while and people like it now. We're in a day and ages now where why would you have a weave that looks like a weave if you're going to spend your money and get one done? You can get any closure or frontal or five or six bundles in that'll look a weave. But there are so many professional women and, you know, as women mm-hmm. at the workplace, you know, a lot of women are very judgmental and your hair is the first thing that anybody looks at. Mm-hmm. Especially me. I look at, I can tell if it's a weave on TV or clipping. And the first thing I do when I meet someone is I see your hair and it's just natural. So um, I just like it to look natural. And my mom, again, thanks to her, Mm -hmm. she never wanted her weaves to look like a weave. So, you know, I was able to just take everything that I've got collectively. Um, I actually came up with a plan on how I want to do this before I came home. Because if you look on my page, my 10 year you know how they do the 10 years from now then? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I actually put a picture of me 10 years ago when I was in federal prison. So, wow. Yeah, I actually did uh, five years in a federal prison. I did wrote all for bank fraud and other white collar crimes. And I planned all this out while I was there my whole wow. career. And it's all kind of just took an action from where I wrote down and um, realized verbatim in my head. So I had it in my head that I was going to come home and and make this work for us and make a living off of this type of installation. Mm. Wow. I mean, bravo to you yeah, yeah. Um, for not only, you know, 
getting out of that situation and doing something uh, positive, but also having a plan and working a plan and making the plan work. Because a lot of times, you know, we have something in our mind that we want to do, but we're scared to put it into action. And for you to take the time that you had, because when you're in a situation like that, you have nothing but time and actually write down what you wanted to do and see it come to pass that is awesome and that is a true testament that if you write a plan down right you know work the plan the plan will the action will come from the plan exactly so wow moses that's and if you're afraid just go ahead and do it afraid do it anyway do it anyway (laughs) nothing beats a failure nothing beats a failure but a try and that is a hundred percent true so wow that's great and that those those what do you call them again micro micro links they're little beads um use these silicone line beads Uh and you place them at the scalp they come in many different sizes um depending on hair texture um and uh you know you always want to make sure if you ever get any that they are silicone line because nine times ten, there's a lot of them that is selling them, and they are not silicone line, mm-hmm. and you're just crushing metal into the hair, which will break the cuticle on contact. Oh my goodness! So how 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 long? I have a couple of questions in regards to your specialty. Okay. One, how long um, do the micro links Link. last? Mm-hmm. Two. I know not necessarily your price, but what's a price range that people can expect with something like this? And then three, do you take appointments? I do take appointments. Okay. I, actually, I actually travel around. I have um, four cities that I'm doing a tour within the, over the next three months. Okay. Um, so L.A., D.C., Chicago, Atlanta. Um, I do a tour of those. Now, generally, with <laughs> you got to you got to look at it now. You know, social media mm-hmm. allows things to be watered down. Yes. Um, so mm-hmm. you have a lot of people that will undercut the undercutter mm-hmm. just to get this type of service. Generally, a service from me, starting at this, what I would charge is around five to a thousand dollars for the installation. Okay. Um. And then it also comes to the pre-treatment. Like you either need some type, if your hair is like your hair, you have a nice, fine, soft texture. You don't need any, you don't need a keratin treatment. You don't need a relaxer. You don't need anything to help it aid in the humidity resistant while it's in this installation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that usually costs a little money. And then your hair, you want to have a hair that matches your curl pattern. So regardless if your hair is not done, it'll still be cohesive. Nice. That's the main factor that you want. You know, a lot of people, if your hair is naturally wavy and you're natural, it just doesn't make sense to put straight hair in there. You will be burning your hair out, pressing it out every day. So I make sure everybody's hair. I work with a lot of vendors. And that's the the real tricky part that you want to make sure is that your hair matches. Because, you know, I tell people, you know, I have one lady, she gets her hair done for me three times out of the year. She buys new hair once. So that really cuts her budget, but she has to be able to use that hair over and over again. And I want her to be able to rock her own curl pattern as well as have it pressed out when it's um, time to go and do something. So you just want to make sure your hair matches in with mm-hmm. that, you know. Okay. And uh, what was the other question? And how long does the micro length usually last? Like, so okay. it, installation, how long can I keep it in? Um, okay. So depending on the package that I have, I have 
some people, okay, so it definitely depends upon a consultation. Um, I have several packages where I'll recommend after seeing your hair type. Um, I usually do a FaceTime or Skype consultation. And uh, so it lasts, one of my generals lasts three to four months. Okay. Um, you'll get a maintenance with me within two, 45 to 60 days after the initial appointment. Um, I'll go and retighten the tracks. But mostly when they can't get to me, I tell them just go ahead and go to Dominicans and get a doobie. Um, okay. If you need to get um, your hair washed and rolled up. But I always recommend you to wash your hair at home, put the conditioner on it, and go to the Dominican shop with the cap on and just okay. let them roll it down. Okay. What? There. And how long does it take to install, Moses, as it I'm takes- sitting here contemplating my next three income taxes so I can get an appointment? <laughs> it takes generally, well, I can install it in two hours. Oh. What? That's what yeah. Go ahead. And, you know, I have another package that lasts up to six months. So most of the girls, I have some people that fly in from Japan and I have people that fly into me. So a lady comes to me from California. She gets it twice a year, you know. Um, so she gets the service that lasts about six months and she understands the maintenance of it. You know, you can't get in a style like this and think that you can't tie. You don't have to tie it up or, you know, it's not a regular weave. It's a total different concept. It's a total different uh, type of situation. You know, mm-hmm. I think people get used to like you have to moisturize your your whole when you have micro links, your hair is a full blend. So your hair is not tied up. You mm-hmm. also have to continue that you have to moisturize your hair while it's in this weave too. your hair is blended all the way in. When you have a regular weave, you never moisturize your whole weave. Never. So, you know, it's a total different concept. And um, it does take a little bit of work, but the results are really good. And it takes maintenance, just like with any hairstyle. Nice. It's not as complicated as people think, but there are just some basic things that, you know, I usually tell you to do. And it really works out really good for most people. And they don't want to go back to getting braids in their hair after they got this service. Most of the people that I know. Well, I'm excited. I'm telling you right now, I'm on Indeed looking for a part-time job so I can get one. <laughs> and we can match the texture, too. <laughs> you know, I have a client. She has afro kinky hair we get kinky curly hair in it does not matter the texture you can still add some hair in with this so it wouldn't take you out of your natural state if you're comfortable with wearing it natural you just want to add some more extra hair to your afro you'll be able to do that as well oh because that was going to be my last and final question i was going to ask you is so you did speak about maybe if somebody wanted to add length they can do clips you know it's a lot of different things if yeah. somebody wanted to just add into what they had they could just do micro links they don't have to do a full head like is this a full um so like you know like they say full weaves or half weaves or half i i, I don't know the weave lingo well, but is this something that all of my hair would be done or can I just do the back or how? Well, if you want to do, I can, we can situate it however you want to. Um, and nine times out of 10, I, when I have women that have, um, balding areas that they want to cover up or, um, problematic areas, I usually recommend the full head. I just leave the perimeter out. Everything else on the inside is all taken up. So you don't have to do your hair and these ultra flat, and it's very easy to take care of. All you do is wrap it at nighttime. Wow. Mm. So it's very so, easy. So uh, even a woman with alopecia can get this? I have, uh, depending on where the spot is, I've covered up a lot. I've covered up crowns that were fully um, bald with this. 
Oh, wow. And that just comes from me. That comes from me when I first started traveling. I was a traveling stylist for like six years. And back then, I was just learning the business. So I I would take these deposits. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then when I get there, I have to just go with the best. Because it looks different or something's changed from the consultation. Right. Okay. I don't got the money to give it back to you. So I'm going to cover this spot up. <laughs> and now you're like an old pro at covering yeah, the spot I up. Okay. Spots up. I can do bridge. I can do so much connection now. If, if Even if I had a person and she had hardly any hair and I was able to take her from maybe two and a half to three relaxed inches to a comfortable 18 inches and still be able to put it up in a ponytail and everything that, you know, you see a lot of them do, except the party, you know what I mean? Okay. But I've okay. been able to cover a lot of problematic areas for a lot of people. Well, this is good to know because we know a lot of people that have um, problems w- dealing with hair, where whether it be alopecia or, like we said, thinning hair, um, due to family, um, hereditary things. So it's, this is very interesting and all good information to be able to put out to not only the people that listen to the show, but specifically to the people that we know that are dealing with these things. And so, wow, Moses, thank you so much. You have given us a wealth of knowledge when it comes to summer hair. And if you could see our faces right now, because let me tell you you. something from the Jamaican castor oil (laughs) to the flat irons to the, um, you know, the edge control, all of it, it's, it is, um, eye opening, eye opening to say the least. And And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, I just want to say two things. One, that Jamaican black castor oil, I will say that I was on that bandwagon and I was using it. And I noticed when I did my protective styles that I couldn't leave them in because my head was so oily clump like the oil was clumping on top of my scalp on on top of yes and i could leave them in you know i could leave them in for like six weeks but i couldn't get past like three four weeks i just couldn't take it anymore you know notice the moisturizing oils even when you put them in they dissipate you know what i mean I don't know because I'm about. I got some. I got the avocado, coconut, olive. I'm going. That's what I'm gonna be using. I mean, and, you I know, get a go to Sally's and get a tinting bottle, even if you want to, because it has a nozzle on it, and you can direct it where to put in your hair, so you can okay. go in those areas of your um, protective style without, you know, a lot of um, moving the style. Yeah, and then also, also, you know. Like the things you're saying, they just sound so amazing, like almost like too good to be true. But I'm telling you, when you look at your Instagram, you just be like, oh, my goodness. It really is true. Like, wow. (laughs) I mean, because I was just sitting there like, I'm telling you, Moses, I'm going to get one. Okay. I got you when you're ready. No, yeah. Well, I got to get a part time job, clearly, because I'm just a regular person. But, um. You know, this this will take a while to put this in my budget, but I'm definitely going to get one. Now, so, how long are you going to go? I'm going to go as long as, oh, like length, you mean? Yeah. Let me tell you something. When I do things, I do it big. So if Uh-oh. I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Whatever you got, that's what I want. <laughs> okay. you, know, you know, I want to be like Diana Ross out this book. <laughs> you know what I mean? Diana Ross taking Nioxin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not Nioxin, no. <laughs> Moses, so tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. 
Okay, so you can find me, of course, on Instagram and Facebook as Moses L. Overton, and you'll find a link for my bio, my itinerary, my classes that I'm coming up with, and um, I'm going to be also opening a new hairline and a wig line, and all that information will be available, really, and is available now on my website and all my social media. Well, thank you again, Moses. Um, like Moses said, you can catch him on Facebook and Instagram at Moses L. Overton. Be sure to check him out and tell him that we did that shit podcast. <laughs> um, and with that, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here for this week. Again, Moses, thank you so much for your time thank and you. for your information. We truly appreciate it. We hope that you enjoyed this. Ladies, let us know. Leave us a comment on our social media. Men, you too, because you out there buying stuff and, and micro links mm-hmm. and stuff like that for your women. And bundles um, for your girls. That's, for right. your girls. That's <laughs> right. So y'all leave us a comment and let us know how you enjoyed this episode. Remember that an all-new episode drops each and every Monday. Um, like the B said in the beginning of the show, you can find us anywhere where you can listen to your free podcast. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, sorry, and YouTube. YouTube. Yes. And remember that you can follow us just like you can follow Moses on our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. Follow me on my personal Twitter. It's MyMy13. That's M-Y-M-Y-1-3. And I'm at the Biamina. That's B-I-B-B-I-A-M-I-N-A. Remember to share the podcast anywhere where you share any of your information. Leave us comments um, and let us know how you're liking the show. We'll be here same time next week. Remember, hire me part-time so I can get the micro links. <laughs> Do that shit. I love you, Maya. Love you too.